D23 Expo. The golden tickets. Rides are going away. Rides are coming our way. There's all sorts of news to cover on this week's Coffee with Coaster Bro. What up, what up everybody? This is Coffee with Coaster Bro. Obviously, Coaster Bro here with the coffee. I think I've, I've got some sort of special Starbucks blend today. Guatemala and Antigua, I believe. Not so bad. Pretty good one. Got it in my Kennywood Park mug, which I think is becoming my new favorite mug. This yellow retro Kennywood mug that I got from the park this year. It just makes the coffee taste better when it's like classic and yellow. It's a great morning. On the other side of my camera, I'm seeing the cyclists go by. There's like some sort of race going on right outside my window. So if I get distracted by, you know, tandem bike people, that's what's happening on the other side of the camera. So, fill you guys in on that. Now we've got news. There's tons of coaster news in this past month that I haven't been able to talk about yet. So we'll get right into it. El Toro at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey had a Another accident where I think it's being described as a pothole, which is not good on a wood roller coaster. Nope. There were some injuries, I think some back injuries, some people that maybe bit their tongues. And man, El Toro's got to get it together, man. I'm on the side of like El Toro. Let's maybe think about a major refurb of El Toro. Maybe get rid of El Toro, put something else in. I know a lot of people love that ride and say it's an elite coaster not one of my favorites i get headaches on it all the time i don't want to worry about hitting a pothole on it and um, i'm kind of at the point where if i went to the park i may skip el toro unless like whoever i was with wanted to ride it which chances are <laughs> whoever i would be with would want to ride el toro so um i'm already back peddling on my words there but that's all right six flags over texas announced that they were well kind of in some sort of presentation they said that Mr. Freeze reverse blast would be going away. A lot of people freaked out, said, oh, they're taking it out. Oh, no. And then they kind of came out and said, no, just like the reverse freeze part is going away. So I think they're just flipping the trains around, if I'm being honest here. Um, which is not, not really any news at all, if that's the case. I don't even know which one I actually liked better. I think I like going up the spike backwards. I think that's the case. So, I guess I do like Reverse Blast better. But the launch is better going forward. I don't like being launched in reverse. It's, it's just uh, it's an awkward feeling. Other news. More coasters going away. Top Thrill Dragster put out a statement and said, Hey, Top Thrill Dragster. Or Cedar Point put out this statement. Top Thrill Dragster cannot talk. The PR person at Cedar Point put out this. Top Thrill Dragster will be going away. As you know it. So as you know, Top Thrill Dragster, that's long gone. Whatever that means. Now, I know El Toro Ryan actually put out an interesting rumor video, which obviously not truth, but like, you know, if he's feeling like putting out a video, he's probably got a pretty good source there saying that the launch system may be going away and Intamin might not have any like responsibility for the ride anymore. Which makes you think, maybe SNS. I'm trying to think who does his, who does those 
who did Icebreaker? Is that Premiere? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. But it looks like some sort of launch system is going to be changed, which I think we all expect in some way. Um, could be interesting to see it if it was like a multi-launch. That would be insane. So I guess that's kind of what people are hoping for. Uh, that would get me excited to ride Top Wheel Dragster again. I don't know about you guys, but, um, you know, I think Top Wheel Dragster is one of those rides that once you've ridden it once, don't really need to ride it again. You know what the experience is like. You've you've done the launch. You can say you did it. It's not like a top tier coaster, in my opinion. So I like wouldn't miss it if it just got bulldozed and they put something else in. But it will be interesting to see what they're gonna put into that. I mean, you gotta think the tower's gonna stay. You know what I mean? The iconic tower. That's like the best part of Cedar Point is driving up and be like, "There's Top Drill Dragster." Oh my god, it's so big. Um, but yeah, I just. I don't know what to expect, but one criticism I have of it, I'm like, is, is however much money we're putting into this, is this taken away from, you know, Dorney Park getting a new coaster? Is this taken away from Michigan's Adventure ever getting a new coaster? Are we delaying that another five to ten years? I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works, but um, I would like to blame Top Thrill Dragster for, like, Valley Fair not getting a coaster, if that's okay with everybody. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, good news, coaster coming now, dark coaster, dark coaster. I guess in it's dark, dark coaster. I guess you would pronounce both because dark castle, you kind of you kind of pronounce both. So dark coaster is coming to Bush Gardens Williamsburg, and it's going to be some sort of it's. The world's only indoor straddle coaster, I think, is is the marketing pitch for it. Um, and I'm going to be honest, it looks good. It does look good. Now, will it be better than Dark Castle? No, I don't think anything you put in there is going to be. Like, I'm still pissed that that ride is gone. But if, if, it, if it's between empty building and themed indoor roller coaster, it's a no-brainer. Themed indoor roller coaster. And this is going to be like their second technically indoor roller coaster, if you count... Verbolton, even though it's kind of hybrid there. Um, some people say maybe that's a little bit redundant, but, you know, if that was at a Disney park, I don't think we'd be saying that. So I'm actually pretty excited for it. This seems like the year of the family coaster, which is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to ride it. And, and I'm realizing I haven't been to Bush, Bar Bush Gardens Williamsburg in... Am I coming up on 10 years now? I haven't ridden Invader. I've got Pantheon. i got this thing. I think it might be time to get back to, to Bush Gardens Williamsburg one day. The name sounds like Velocicoaster. So, Dark Coaster. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll make that official. STL Coaster Enthusiast. Dark Coaster. That works for me. Alright. No tricks or tricks. Okay, this is like a grinds my gears kind of thing. So... Worlds of Fun is my home park, and, and last year, slash, I guess technically this year, I didn't get a season pass there, because I was like, hey, I know that there's a new coaster coming next year, I know that Winterfest is not going to be here, and, you know, I'm not going to get a pass. Plus, I knew um, at the beginning of the year when they were selling passes, they were like, hey, it's going to be a new Halloween event, which should have started today. They announced it. And then I get on their website a couple weeks ago and realize 
that event's gone. They're just announcing the uh, the Charlie Brown event or whatever it is. It's just like kid friendly, and it's like only for kids. It's not like a family friendly thing. It's just like here's Snoopy. Kids can trick or treat, and I was excited because it was called uh, Trick or Treats Fall Fest was going to be coming to Worlds of Fun, and in my opinion, that's what I want in a Halloween event. Like I do like haunted houses. I've worked in haunted houses, but like. My wife doesn't really like them, so, like, what do we do during the day before the haunted houses, and now there's nothing? And I bought my season pass this year knowing that I could get into that event, and then I realized it was gone, because there's no announcement for it. It feels like Worlds of Fun is, uh, I think I, I put out a tweet the other day, I mean, this counts 2020 as well, but, you know, in the past two years... More events have been announced and taken away than actual events have happened. And you think they would be like, they would kind of realize that and think, hmm, maybe we shouldn't pull away another event from our pass holders. So I'm just, I'm just real pissed about it because honestly, it was one of my uh, most looked forward to things. I like the reason I go to like my home park is usually because of events. Like I want to see it kind of changed up and things going on, but I guess all I have is Han again. Is it, is, I, I don't know. I want to ride the new coaster next year. So regardless, I would have got the pass. But still, this is just another tick in the box of like, I don't know if I want to renew my pass the following year. Like, I'm salty like that. <laughs> All right. And then another, more bad news, really. Joyland in Texas um, came out after their operating season and said, hey, we're going to close unless somebody, I think, by the end of the month buys us. And then we're going up for auction. So very unlikely that we'll see Joyland in Texas ever operate again, which is sad because that's a part of Texas. Like I was kind of looking at like, how can I make that work and do a little trip and maybe hit like Cliffs Amusement Park, Joyland, and the other park that's out there that slips my mind. Is it like Wonderland or something? But those are like three parks that are hard to get to that are all kind of in the same area. We could do like a, you know, a... A long weekend out there and it's just gone poof gone no announcement just hey you know the last time we operated yeah that was the last time so that's that's frustrating but uh you know maybe gene staples will step in and save us save it again i don't know though that's kind of a an interesting location i don't know if that's um a viable buy for anybody but 50 years of operation sad to see it go Wish I could have gone. All right. Other big news. We have, there was huge news um, with D23 and the golden tickets. So I'm going to talk about the D23 news and kind of focus only on the U.S. Because if I did the whole world, this would be a very long podcast. And I'd rather dive into some of the more obscure stuff in America than talk about what feels like theoretical stuff elsewhere for a lot of coaster enthusiasts because <laughs> like who's getting to hong kong soon you know one or two of you maybe so we'll focus on disneyland and walt disney world starting and by the way this is uh i want to give a shout out to coaster 101 for a couple of reasons they gave me a hat which is now a part of my background you can see it live if you're on the tiktok coaster 101 hat right here shout out to those guys and also, he uh, 
Andrew from Coaster 101 had me on the show, so we recorded, and that's dropping on Monday. So a little extra podcast for you to look forward to where we cover D23 and talk a little bit more about uh, golden tickets and that sort of stuff as well. So make sure you check that out. Coming out on Monday. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's already out. Go listen to it after you listen to this, of course. Excellent. Disneyland. Let's start with Disneyland. Well, the, maybe the most exciting news, I guess. Um, you've got San Francisco coming to replace the Pacific Wharf in California Adventure. So this is the San Francisco-themed area that um, I guess is Big Hero five, 6. Big Hero 6. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I didn't love it. Um, but I am excited to see this new land because it did feel like that park is just still in like a wild transition as far as like what it's becoming. So it's sad to see some of that original theming go away of like the Pacific Wharf, but we saw the pier go away. And honestly, the best land there anyway is uh, Cars Land. So to have that weird space in between Cars Land and Pixar Pier where it's just like, hey, we're in San Francisco, kind of odd. So good to see a little Pixar theme there. I would like to see that park really come together. I like the idea of like Pixar Pier and, and Cars Land and, you know, I don't love the Avengers, but having that area over there makes sense. So it it looks like the IPs are taking over and I'm okay with that. It's Disney. Disney is all about IPs. So I'm not too sad about that. Um, I think it'll be a cool addition. I don't really know what's going into it. I know the bridge is going to look cool and, you know, we're theming up that little, it's a small area, but there's not much happening there. So I'm excited to see what they end up doing with it. Also, we did get a early 2023 opening announcement for Runaway Railway at Disneyland. I am excited to see that little Toontown morph a little bit. In the past, it very much was the most outdated area. Looked like we were in a 90s cartoon. I think it still is going to, but, but you know, let's freshen it up. So excited for that. Um, I, I still haven't ridden the Disney World version, but I am excited to ride both one day and then we have the wondrous journeys nighttime show coming to disneyland so i think what we're seeing is um, a lot of the announcements for disneyland are like hey covid is officially done like our restrictions are we're going to start peeling those away and we're going to start bringing back nighttime spectaculars which in you know um in Disney World, they've been doing that for a while, because Florida's a little different than California, so pretty dope. And then, let's see here, we've got one more, oh, we got, this is actually, this one people didn't talk about very much, but I'm excited for, Paradise Pier Hotel, because you only have three hotels there, and uh, I looked into staying in one of them, but they are they are very expensive, but this is kind of the, the cheapest one, um, at least it was, I don't know what will become of it now. But Paradise Pier Hotel is going to be turning into Pixar Place Hotel, which I think works very well. I think that pic- you got the Pixar Pier there. That's, that's a good brand, Pixar. I mean, it's basically Disney, right? I mean, they're the same shit now, but you get what I'm saying. Um, I think it's going to be really cool to have a hotel themed Pixar. Like, that actually would be the hotel I'd want to stay at now, I think. Potentially. We'll see how it goes. But, um,. I think it's a great idea, so good to see Pixar Place Hotel coming. And then uh, Run Disney Races are coming back to Disneyland. So if you are a runner, that's good shit. 
You can now run in California. You don't have to drive all the way to, to Florida to run in the heat. So, um, I've always wanted to do a Disney race. But I'm not crazy enough to do, like, the was it, Dopey Challenge and then go to all the parks. That sounds like an exhausting weekend. But, you know, if you're a runner, that's great stuff. All right, let's go to Disney World, which also had some announcements. Not as big as Disneyland's announcements. Which, shout out to Disneyland. I love you guys. Um, and I'm just highlighting the interesting ones here. But Tiana's Bayou Adventure, I guess in both parks, this would be a, a multi-park announcement. In late 2024, we're going to finally get that uh, Tiana Bayou Adventure Dark Ride slash Log Flume. Which, I think we announced that in 2020. <laughs> and haven't seen any movement on it yet. Um, I wish they would have sped up that timeline and made that happen. But... Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how they'll they'll retheme that ride. Um, I'm excited for it. For the record, um, I think the music is going to be fantastic. I think Princess and the Frog needs to be represented in the parks. So super excited to see that. And I do think this is going to be a huge improvement. I mean, people sure they went to Splash Mountain to ride Splash Mountain, but the kids connect with those characters. I didn't connect with them. I'm 33. <laughs> so it's going to be, uh, I think, a really smart move and uh, a great ride. And uh, I am excited to see like what restaurants come in with it. How are they going to... I think in Disneyland, it's going to be a natural extension of my favorite themed area in that park. Because I do love New Orleans Square. So to see that extended, I'm excited for for sure. And then uh, Disney World... It kind of seems like they might have to shoehorn a little bit, but it's it's fucking Disney. I think they're going to figure it out. People are skeptical that it won't work, but it's like, mm, they have these things called Imagineers that are going to make that that theme pull together, so I'm not too worried about that part of it. A lot of people are, but I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, literally a band IP, and we're trying to hold on to it. Good point, Mikey. Mikey. It's like, come on. You're nostalgia. You got four years of nostalgia to go ride it. Go do your thing and throw a fit when there's an excellent new ride coming. Screw you. Come on. It's going to be great. All right. Um, new Epcot show coming in 2023, which is going to be great. <laughs> Mikey Mayo, you can't even buy the movie. So funny. Why would we have a ride based off of that? <laughs> it's just a ride. Like, let's, let's push that IP. Let's bury that IP in 2024. Let's do that. Um, Epcot new show coming in 2023 replacing I don't even know what it's called I know the old one was Illuminations I don't even know what this one was called but it has the barges and stuff that everybody's pissed off about so it's going to be good to see that just redone I think it needs a better show I mean I don't know that I've heard people say it sucks but I've heard people like it's, people aren't buzzing about it so why not put in a new show it kind of seems like a lazy announcement because they're like, yeah, it's just going to, it's coming. <laughs> so I'm a little worried. Like, is it going to be a good, <laughs> a good replacement? But, um, yeah, we'll see. And then I want to go see Sugar Ray at Epcot. Hell yeah. Answer the phone. I know that you're home. Sugar Ray, man. I love Sugar Ray. <laughs> I got friends that said Sugar Ray sucked, but. To see Sugar Ray at Epcot, I think is like that's like the experience you want at Epcot. Um, there's also let's see, I can't read my my handwriting here. 
I also didn't write this down, but Walt Disney World is getting, they're replacing their nighttime spectacular and bringing back, <laughs> what's it called? It's like the Happily Ever After, I think is what it's called, which is the show I've been wanting to see for a long time. I've been wanting to see that forever. Um, so like I was sad when that went away like real fast and I was like, oh, I didn't get a chance to see it. So this actually might get me back to Orlando. Which is funny, because, like, Velocicos is not bringing me back. You know, Iron Gwazi is not getting me back. But the fireworks, spectacular. The best one that's probably ever been shown. I'm going to come back and see those fucking fireworks. <laughs> that's going to happen. We also had the the um, the golden tickets, which I'm not going to go through. Because we're already 20 minutes into this show. I'm not extending this to a two-hour show to go through all the golden ticket specifics. But a lot of people, the Golden Tickets Awards, they see like the top 50 coasters and they're immediately just like, mm, nope, nope, this is not my award show. Why would Phoenix be the number one roller coaster? I got news for you because it is the best wooden roller coaster in the world. It's perfect. It's beautiful. And it's kind of funny because like the number one steel and wood are my number one steel and wood. So like I can't really be, <laughs> I can't be. Uh, too critical on it because I'm like, hey, they're they're doing a good job here. Um, hey, thanks thanks for the compliment. Kennywood Zine. Worked there in the 90s. That's what's up. Where'd you work? Um, but yeah. Uh, squirrel. I forgot what I was talking about. Um, oh yeah, the golden tickets. Perfect. But yeah, so, you know, they put out their top 50 and top, top 50 steel and wood. And I found out how they do the voting there is people... Which, this is an issue, right? You have to get invited to vote. So it kind of feels like a boys club a little bit. To be like, mm, you're good enough to vote. You are not good enough to vote. I did reach out to like an email and said, hey, I'd love to vote. And didn't hear anything back. So it's like, how do you get in there? You got to be, uh, you got to type blogs. Is that what you got to do? You got to start writing to get a, like, what's that about? So I think it's easy to assume here that most of the people voting in this are old dudes and maybe some old ladies but we know the community here it's probably a bunch of white-haired old dudes that love their home park a lot of them are probably from pennsylvania or ohio as it as it seems and what they like is obviously represented in these votes there are no 16 year old instagram kids in this which in the social media world a lot of us experience coaster enthusiasts coaster enthusiasm through social media which in this era in social media you know the, the young kids are going to come out and say yo voyage is the best thing ever it's, i don't care that it's not smooth beat me up it's great i'm young but like 60 year old dude is not going to like voyage even though you know voyage is what number two on the list they're just not going to like those as intense rides they're going to like the classics like they're going to have nostalgia for the first hyper coaster in apollo's chariot so to see that at like number eight in the steel coaster lineup, it's not surprising. Why are we throwing like a, a big hissy fit every time? I think it's reasonable for that to be in your top 10, especially if you're from that area. So I think about that, like the home park bias thing. I know a lot of people from Kansas City say Mamba is one of the best roller coasters out there. It's not. But if you're from Kansas City, you grew up there as your first big coaster. Of course, it's going to be higher on your list. So I think a lot of people are just overly critical for the golden tickets. 
But like, I guess I just see it for what it is the f- at face value that, you know, it's just a bunch of old dudes getting together and voting. And this whole, this whole, this whole hobby is sug- subjective anyway. You know, my favorite park compared to somebody else's favorite park, neither of us are right. It's just our favorite. So this is a hobby. This is all for fun. And I get it. The same parks win the same awards. And that could be kind of changed up, I think. And some of that's not so fair. But it is what it is. And it's it's what the parks love. Because they can throw money into it. And get 24 best food items. You know, best best food park. Knobles. Like 24 years or whatever it is. It's not true. But we know what's going to happen. So just understand it is what it is. All right. We can move on to q and I'm getting some questions here. What is your favorite defunct coaster? That's hard because defunct coasters, I'm a big believer that a, a coaster is defunct for a reason. But if I had to pick one, there's one coaster that didn't belong to go. Gone too soon. It wasn't the coaster's fault. It was because it was in a park. That failed. So I'm going to say my favorite personal defunct coaster is Ozark Wildcat that used to operate at Celebration City. It was my first GCI. And I love that twister layout. It was my first experience ever in, in Millennium Flyer trains. And just that whole experience was wild to me. So it might be a little bit nostalgic, but we are talking about coasters from the past. So of course you're going to be nostalgic for it. Um, anything that I think of like runner up that I've ridden volcano, I think was an overrated ride. I think the capacity sucked. I think the maintenance on it was terrible. It was like not open all the time and the ride experience, the, the, the two launches launch, turn, launch, go up a volcano and out. Cool. Rest of the ride didn't need to be there. Turn inline twist, turn inline twist, turn inline twist. It was boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and like silly um so i wouldn't pick that i wouldn't pick volcano uh dueling dragons i didn't get to ride it when dueling if i did ride it when dueling i'd probably say that would be my answer but i only wrote it during the era where it just ran separately so unpopular opinion steel venom over renegade then wild thing and then renegade again that's a weird i don't understand your your stance here you said renegade twice oh no Steel Venom is better than Renegade. Wild Thing is better than Renegade. Okay, I see. I don't like Renegade that much. I don't. I know it's the premier ride there, but I just... I literally liked uh, that other Woody. I don't even know the name of it. Uh, High Roller? I liked that better than Renegade the year I wrote it. So... (laughs) I did. I'm a newer Thuzi, so I haven't rode many coasters and haven't rode any defunct coasters. Ah. Well, one day you'll ride a defunct coaster, and it'll be cool but sad at the same time. Love your content, man. Was happy to see someone post about Knobles. I love Knobles. Love it. It's one of my favorite places. Best Woody in the Cedar Fair chain. Cool. Awesome. All right, I got some questions that were asked on Instagram that I'll start answering. If you guys have questions, go ahead and put them in the chat. Um, first question, when will Wadimir get a new coaster? Um, I don't know, but when you look at it, they, they added an SBS spinner, what was it, last year, this year? Very, very recently. Um, 
you know, they've got a big addition coming with their water slide this year in their water park. And their water park is kind of where it's at. Like, it's a really nice-looking water park. I say give it three years. So that would be... So next year, 23, 24... 2025, new coaster coming to Waldemere. Because they don't need a kiddie coaster. They've got the family coaster lineup figured out. So I think you have to go thrill. Thrill coaster. Maybe a single rail would be pretty dope there. Um, but yeah. Best wooden coaster manufacturer. I'm a big fan of GCI. I think the way they approach wooden coasters, they kind of give it that classic vibe, but they still add thrill to it. I think um, what GCI does... Um, I consider that like the B and M of coaster coaster uh, coaster manufacturers for Woody's. Um, it's just it's always a solid ride, unless the park doesn't upkeep it, and that's on the park. So, how do you feel about Bush Gardens, Williamsburg? I love that park. It's just far away, so I don't get to go very often. But I would rank that as one of my one of my favorites for sure. I know it's in my top fifteen. Beautiful park. They have a really good coaster lineup. And, like, that's a good one, too. And their food's pretty good, from what I understand. Or from what I remember. CCI versus PTC. Ooh. That's hard. Because PTC, I'm trying to think. Because whenever you look at, like, um, what is it? RCDB.com. The PTC coasters all have, like, they don't say they're PTC. They're, like, designed by some guy. I think John Miller's one of them. I'm going to go PTC on that. I think they have a lot of the classics. And um, I, I'm i a sucker for like a, a mild thrill, but really well taken care of PTC. Del Grosso's has the original Idora Park Scrambler. It's probably 50 years old now. That's what's up. Nice Hershey hat. I appreciate it. Um, another question from Instagram. Best SNS ride. I had to think about this. I almost said Powder Keg, but then I realized SNS Kennywood Steel Curtain is a very good ride. I think it's underrated. Um, I think people just give it shit because of its reliability. But I, I was so impressed by that ride. I thought a nine inversion ride would make me dizzy and kind of nauseated. I could have gotten back in line for that shit. It was, it's rewritable. How is a nine coaster, nine inversion coaster rewritable like that? Uh, I think it's beautiful. It's so graceful. Like, uh, the way it goes through those inversions, you think there'd be like some intensity there, but it's like floaty and cool. I just, I think it's a, a really good ride. Um, Lightning Racer, a top wooden roller coaster for me. Actually, no. I rode it again this year and found it very rough compared to my last ride. Um, I would actually be a huge fan. I, I know this isn't a thing because you're just pretend like it's a thing. If they Titan track that whole ride, both tracks, and just kept that thing smooth all the time, I think you're looking at an elite ride there in Hershey Park. Um, the layout's really cool. The visuals are cool. Uh, it's just running a little rough. Um, another question. Best being in Floorless. That's a hard one because they're all kind of in the same bucket. Dominator's good. Uh, Superman at Fiesta Texas is good. But I'm going to go with, I guess it's called Medusa again, at Six Flags Great Adventure. That's actually my favorite coaster at that park. And I haven't ridden Jersey Devil yet. Um, but I don't like El Toro that much. I think King to Cause a one-trick pony kind of thing. But 
Medusa. Um, I mean, I wrote it as the Krypton Coaster, and I love their elements of theming. Well, I mean, cardboard cutout theming with fire. It was cool. I just think that's a really well done floor list that uh, a lot of people don't talk about because it's overshadowed by those super intense El Toro King to Ka Nitro rides. But I think that's the best part, the best coaster in that park for me. Uh, thoughts on going single rider line when you're with a group of people? I don't usually do that. Um, the only time I can think of if I was like with my wife at a park. And she didn't want to ride something. Then I would go single rider. But that's not with the group. Um, usually I'm visiting on days. First of all I'm usually visiting parks without single rider lines. <laughs> and then when I am with a group. I want to ride with the group. So like if I had to wait an extra 20 minutes. I think I'd rather ride with the group than the single rider line. But there might be. There's been some times where like. I'm at Epcot. With theme park stud. And we're there with a bunch of people I don't know. And like, hell yeah, let's do single rider. I don't care who I ride by if I'm getting on test track. You know what I mean? All right. Morning, Joe. Good to see you. Thoughts on... Let's see. Do you think you're going to um, not like Iron Gwazi and call it overrated like you do Steel Vengeance? I'm actually not worried about that. Um, from what I hear... Iron Gwazi might be like my favorite GCI as it's more graceful and less repetitive than Steel Vengeance. And the way people are talking about this ride, I might like it a lot. Because <laughs> I do like RMCs. I just don't like uh, RMCs that are too intense and too long. So I think Iron Gwazi might actually be right in my right where I like it as far as RMCs go. Have you ever been skydiving? Um, if not, are you interested? I've never been skydiving and I have no interest. <laughs> I don't know what it is. People think I'm like a thrill seeker and like would love to do stuff like bungee jumping or, or um, you know, go skydiving. But I don't like the high-risk activity shit. <laughs> I don't need to jump out of a plane. I don't need to know how my body responds, uh, you know, thousands of feet in the air while free-falling to my death. Like what if I black out? I'm okay. I don't want to. I don't want that element in there. <laughs> Best flat ride. What's a flat ride I never skip? I would say like a dark ride, but that's not technically. I just think I'm gonna go classic here. Carousel. I think carousel is a good flat ride. A good carousel got the good organ going. It's got the rings, the Knobles carousel or uh, Santa Monica Pier type situation. Mm, good stuff. Um, yeah, but I would say that is the best flat ride for me. Just go classic with it. That's all I need. Um, and then last question from Instagram. What is your bucket list ride? I think I may not like it. Like I, I this is very much a coaster I, I could not like, but Boulder Dash. I haven't ridden Boulder Dash and it is my... It's what I want. It's my bucket list ride. It's like top of my list right now. As far as single rides that I want to ride. What's the best dark ride? Um, I'm going to go classic here too. Go to Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean. I love how patient that ride is. I love some of the effects in it. I love the scenes. It's like a slow burn storytelling. 
and I really like that. Um, I think it's a really, really good ride. I, I hate, now that I've ridden the Disneyland version, like, I always, like, I'll get on the Disney World one, but I'm like, oh, it's just not the same. It's like the Cliff Notes version. It's not perfect. So, that is my favorite dark ride. I think it's the best dark ride. And it's hard when you're ranking dark rides, because you could go, um, you know, top technology here and, and really go that angle, but... I think there's something to be said about the classic Disney dark ride. I have to be in Hershey at 3.30 for dark nights. I am a house attendant. That's that's exciting. Hope you have fun doing that. Wacky Shack is my personal favorite. I do love Wacky Shack. And that's like the classic, like, uh, people call it the Boardwalk Bill Tracy dark ride. That's a good one. I like Wacky Shack a lot. Um, are you talking about Waldemere's Wacky Shack? I think there's a couple. I want to say uh, Lake Winnie might be called Wacky Shack as well. I can't remember. Excellent. Yeah, I, I wrote that this summer. Wacky Shack's a good one. I like it. Okay. Wow, I'm through the Q&A. My God. Exciting. Uh, I'll talk about the Scrambler of the Week. If you guys do have more questions, go ahead and put them in and I'll answer them. But, or Sorry, the Scrambler of the Month. So this time we are going to Cedar Point. This is, used to be called Scrambler at Cedar Point, 1960 version, um, kind of a cliff note. Uh, the end of the serial number on this Scrambler actually says 72, so it might actually be from 1972. That's not really confirmed, I guess. Um, but yeah, this, this ride, it's hard to rank because it's actually moving into a new location on the boardwalk, and it's going to be called the Atomic Scrambler. Which, if you go to my Twitter page, um, at CoasterCuzzies, I pinned a voice clip from one of our podcasts. I think it's episode 52, um, where Brian gives us scrambler facts. And he talks about this nuclear scrambler and how unsafe it is. And, and he called his shot. Cedar Point is bringing in this atomic scrambler. It is not safe. It's not a safe ride. It's running on nuclear power. You know how dangerous that is to run on nuclear power? This this Scrambler, I'm giving it a 0.0 for safety. And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to know your Scrambler history. Check out episode 52 of the podcast. It's not safe. I wouldn't recommend this ride to anyone. It's the only Scrambler in the world. I would say do not ride. Nuclear power, that's not safe. What happens when things go wrong? Stay woke. <laughs> All right, and then um, let's see here. I've got a dad joke to end it off, and um, here it is. I sold our vacuum cleaner. It was just gathering dust. That's Coffee with Coaster. I appreciate you guys hanging out. That was a fun time. You guys were real active in the comments there. Lots of questions. Um, very cool. And uh, just a little thing. I'm excited for uh, some upcoming episodes of the podcast. Might be going a new direction with Coaster Cuzzies here in, uh, you know, a couple of months. Nothing I can announce here, but stay tuned. It's going to be very exciting. And make sure you check us out, solo.to slash Coaster Cuzzies to stay connected with us on all of our socials. Appreciate you guys hanging out. That was Coffee with Coaster, bro. Hope you all have a wonderful week.